0: to, uh, let's go to Mark 11, and oh, oh, we're going to look down here at verse 24, but uh, what I want to look at this morning is, when will God help me? I mean, we're all looking pretty, we're all church, whatever, we're all Christian, whatever. Well, that's great, you know. Well, when you read your Bible, you find out people in the Bible, I mean, it's the people you read about. They're not waiting for God to show up someday. They're not. And so... Uh, sometimes in our society, if you spend a little bit too much time, I like to say on the Hallmark Channel, nothing wrong with that, I love the Hallmark movies. But when they start telling me when Jesus will help me and when He won't, I don't listen. Because Jesus, Psalm 46 says, He is a very present help when in time of trouble. What would it have been like when my truck was spinning out if I had thought that you never know when God's going to help you? Then all I'm looking for is... How well is my NASCAR abilities? And I would have never said, Jesus is Lord over me. I'd have thought, well, if you want to call me home, Lord, call me home. And that's what our society does sometimes. And we think that's totally Christian. Well, it's Christian because we're Christians. But according to the Bible, it's incorrect. So when will God help me? Let's go to Mark 11 and look down here at verse 24. Oh, And just for fun, you can see there's this, this particular Bible has a header, Christ Rides in triumph into Jerusalem. Okay, this is the story when he was going in there and they put the palm tree, uh, they put the palm limbs down. Everybody's saying, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Okay, anyway, you come on down here Jesus says something here in verse 24. He says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire. And sometimes we have a problem with this. We think that God doesn't want us to have any desires. Well, then God should have created this world black and white. He should have had no beauty in it whatsoever. He should have just created us and we would have just been floating around in space staring at each other. But no, He didn't. He created such a vast universe and this planet that we live on is so fantastic, it's gorgeous. So anyway, what things server you desire, nothing wrong with that, you desire, besides that, Psalm thirty thirty-seven 37 says, delight yourself in the Lord, He'll give you what? The desire, or is it desires? I forgot, is it plural or is it single? Will He just give you one? No, it's desires. If you'll delight yourself in the Lord, He'll give you the desires of your heart. Okay, what things soever you desire, when you pray. Now, we were talking about, when's God going to help me? When you pray, notice this, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. Now I'm gonna switch this to the Living Bible just a moment. <clears throat> you know, where's God when you need him? When's he gonna help me? Well the problem here is not when God is when you. When are you gonna believe? And you'll find time after time people that came to Jesus were struggling in that area. <clears throat> oh let's go over here get the right Bible here. There we go. Go down here to verse twenty four again. You know, watch what it says here in the Living Bible. Living Bible is just trying to help us out a little bit. Watch this. Look at that. Jesus says, listen to me. You can pray for anything. Remember? What things, you desire. Pray for anything. I mean, I didn't write the Bible. This is what it says. <clears throat> you see anything in uh, John chapter 14. Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Okay, wait. And if you believe you have it, it's yours. Well, I have a problem with this. I don't have it. Well, you missed it already. We're talking about prayer. We're not talking about do you see it. When you ask for something, you've got to believe according to this. No, he notice he didn't say believe you're going to get it. He said believe you have it. It's yours. Well, I'm having a little trouble there. Well, that's where we are. So we don't need to push everything off on God and say, well, God, whenever you get around to it, you know, I'll know it's your will. No, we don't do it that way. There was a fellow that grew up in Jesus' house. It was a brother, and his name is James. Look what Sir James has to say about this. He grew up with Jesus. Now, if you remember, Jesus didn't all of a sudden start acting like Jesus when he was in the ministry. Remember, his mother said at the the wedding of Cana, he says, whatever he tells you to do, do it. His mother wasn't in charge of the miracles either. Jesus spun around after when His mother said, hey, they don't have any more wine left. Why would Jesus' mother say, you know what, we don't have any more wine left for this wedding party. She grew up with Jesus. Jesus didn't all of a sudden have contact with God. Anyway, James is one of the Lord's brothers here. <clears throat> it's not the James in the book of Acts that we read about. That was James and John. This is actually one of the Lord's brothers. So anyway, look down here at verse uh, chapter 1. And uh, let's see what we got here. Oops, I'm not there yet. Here we are. Now, James 1. He comes down here and he says, in verse 5, he says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. So he's talking about asking. That gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Now you say, well, he's talking about asking for wisdom. Well, yeah, he is talking about asking for wisdom. But if you look down here, he says, let not that man think he shall receive wisdom anything of the Lord. So he's talking about asking and receiving is all the same no matter what you fill in the blank with. But let's watch something very critical here. He says here, but let him ask in faith. Ha! I believe there's a God I, I I wouldn't be praying for. That's not what he said. You've got to believe you receive when you pray. And I want you to know something that's hard to do. Take me, I'm driving my truck. I don't know if, oh God, you know, hope this stuff works, you know. No. I knew in Jesus' name. Jesus, you're Lord over me. I was expecting to help me then. I'm, it's a little late. I'm just, uh, but see, a lot of times we just think it's EMS, you know, the emergency management system. They're the only people that can help me once I've flipped my truck and off the side of the road. No, Jesus is there to help you right now. No matter what it is, you lose your car keys. I mean, what are you going to do? You're late for work, you know? Well, that might not be the Lord's will. James says you've got to believe. For let not that man think he will receive anything of the Lord. So what do we got to do? Let him ask in faith. So it's not about, do I believe there's a God up there? I've already passed that. That's not what he's saying. I've got to do what? For he that wavers is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. Verse 8 says, a double-minded man. What's double-minded man? I think I'll find it. I might not find it. I think I'll find it. I might not find it. I don't know if it's God's will. might be God's will. I don't know. That's double-minded. You've got to, like we read over there in Mark 11, 24, believe it's yours, and you'll have it. Well, oh, when's God going to help me? Praise the Lord. Well, He will. Let's go over here to um, 2 Kings. Let's go down here, verse 20, chapter 20. Second Kings, chapter 20. All right, we got a real live guy here. This is a story about a king. Now, this king here, it's so funny. You read the book of Kings, First and Second Kings, it starts out with the first king was Saul, second one was David. You already know so much about David, you know. Maybe you know a little bit about Saul, you'll know it all when you read it. Don't get books about the Bible. Read the Bible and it's so simple. I mean, we can all get Sunday school lesson material directly from the Bible and it's wonderful. You know, If you switch it to the Living Bible if you're having trouble or just go to the American Standard or NIV, whatever, it won't even bother you. Your worst thing you'll you'll have to pronounce is Hezekiah and just call him Herb. It don't matter, okay? Watch what happened here. In those days, Hezekiah was sick unto death. In other words, you got something terminal, buddy. Lights out for you. Uh Uh-oh. And the prophet Isaiah, hey, I've heard of that guy. That's right. He was a real prophet at the time of Isaiah. The son of Amos came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, set your house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Now, wouldn't that be funny? It actually says here that the Lord says, Well, there's nothing you can do about that. You've got to put the brakes on it. it's over with. No, no, whoa, 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 wait just a minute. There was a woman in the Bible in Matthew chapter 15. She had a daughter that was demon possessed. Just my cross to bear, some people could say. My daughter's grievously tormented by a devil. Help me. And Jesus said, You know what? It's not right to give the children's bread to the dogs. That's what he told her. That's basically the same thing. Set your house in order, you're going to die. Watch what Hezekiah does. Now again, what do we care even today? Why do we even care about this story? Why are you getting to see this story today? Possibly the Holy Spirit brought it to your attention today? Of course. Why is it in the Bible? So we can greet Hezekiah someday when we get to heaven? No, we will do what Hezekiah did. And I'll show you another king in a minute by the name of Asa. You could say A dare, And he did the wrong thing. He started out good, but then he did the wrong thing. And he's going to kick the bucket. And, and you can tell the difference between the two. You scratch your head. Wonder, wonder what he did. It's laid out beautiful. Watch what he does. So, you're going to die. Then he turned his face to the wall. You got any walls in your house? Can you sit in your car and just stop? and Either while you're driving, just kind of see through everything and just... Imagine yourself up against the wall. Watch what he does here. Now, remember, we get the details. What's he doing? He says, "Well, first off, I'm bothered by this because if God prophet comes in and says you're gonna die, buddy, you should just give up. Don't give up." Jesus even told his mother when she said, "Hey, whatever, you know, they're out of wine." Jesus said, "What am I to do with you? My time is not yet." If, if that's not definition of it ain't my will, that's plain enough, he told his mother. It's not my time yet. And she says, whatever he says to you to do, do it. She laid her request out, didn't she? Man, we, we got all rooms, for, a whole lot of room for faith in our life, don't we? All right, here's what happened to guy, <clears throat> He turned his face to the wall. Well, why didn't he get on the phone and start calling everybody? That's what you ought to do, call everybody up on the phone and say, please help me, please help me, please help me and then start complaining why nobody will help them. Don't do that. You've, we all have... It's, I can't even give you a financial price on this because it's you've got a gold mine. You sing a song, Jesus gave me a gold mine when He died on Calvary. He did. Signed in His blood. So watch what happened. Here we go. <clears throat> he set His face to the wall and He prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech... That just means urge... He's not like, oh, I beseech thee, hope you're impressed by my religious talk. There was no such thing as religious talk. He was crying to the Lord. We'll switch this to the living Bible and, and you'll see it. Anyway. I beseech thee, O God, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with... Uh, <clears throat> now quit thinking, well, this guy must have been the... He, he never made a mistake. No, believe me, he made some. <clears throat> you, know what, you know what an idol is? He let some people in his country still worship idols and stuff. He didn't, take, he didn't execute business on that. <clears throat> it, you know, listen, we've all made mistakes. And we, you know, you ever heard of the, something called the Day of Atonement? Yeah. It's a national day. It actually went for a week. It was the Day of Atonement, and everybody was supposed to be sorry for their sins, and of course, they, and it wasn't this Passover. They did the Passover six months prior to that. This was in September, the Day of Atonement. And it was for everybody to be sorry for their sins and there were certain sacrifices. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, we've all sinned. Oh my goodness. Oh, we're just out of the picture. No, we're not. We all make mistakes. So watch it, he says, now I remember, uh, he says, remember now how I walked before you in truth and with a perfect heart. Now, now where's he going with this? He's told you're going to die. You're going to die. Well, Hezekiah didn't get that message, did he? He knows something about God that maybe we need to know. And of course, we know it. Watch this. And I've done that which is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. Now, who did he weep to? His friends and whatever? No. It was before the Lord. And it came to pass look at this a four, a one, a two, a three. No, it means before, okay? Before Isaiah had gone out in the middle court. Now, wait a minute. I already stretched this out to six months. Well, you missed the picture. This happened in about three minutes. You can do something in three minutes. You lose your job, get your job. You lose your car keys, find your car keys. Have a wreck, survive, whatever. Get, uh, get, I mean, like, Melody, like Melody was me. she was afraid about being around somebody that was sick at their stomach, and then she changed her mind and thought, I'm, I'm redeemed. And I said, you are redeemed. We get worried about that, I'm not going to go to the grocery store. Well, not, well, we might as well, we're, you know, we're a, we're a today church here. I'm, I'm going to pass out medical masks for everybody. You know, I'm not going to do that. Jesus is alive and well. Now, you can believe you're a little behind on that if you want to. But I'd rather believe Jesus is going to keep me. He's going to be all right. We're going to be all right. You know, they didn't always have polio shots. Did you know that? They didn't always have rabies shots. I guess we're the only, we're the lucky ones that just somehow we survived to this time. See how we got it backwards? Some people believe today that the only way we're living today is because of medical science. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Anyway, so watch what happened. So in a matter of probably, hmm, wonder how long, how many months did it take Hezekiah to pray that prayer? Let's see. Yeah, I, I, no, remember, Isaiah just walked out the building. And he's a king. He's in the courtyard. And God says, hey. Before Isaiah uh, was gone out in the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah. Now wait, before we get any further here, again, remind yourself why this story is even written. It's written for you. I'm spending time preaching it, okay? It's written for me. It's for all of us. Praise God. What else is it? Do you think Hezekiah had some sort of special purpose? That's where Hallmark comes in. There's a reason you didn't die. God created you I love those little stories and whatever's whatever must be something special about that child he didn't die Whatever. we're all special no matter what you're special but that's not the reason it's mercy is the reason that he's kept us all alive and you faith in that mercy alright so watch it so anyway he said go back and tell Hezekiah the captain of my people thus saith the Lord God of David thy father hmm what's he gonna say I'm going to give you an extra week. No, look what he says. I have heard thy prayer. Now remember, do you think we should pray? Oh, I'm not a praying person. Boy, you better learn to start. I don't know how you've made it this far if you're not praying. we got to be praying. Anyway. I have seen thy tears, and behold, I will heal thee. Now again... What do I do with this? I'll tell you what you do with this. You take this same thing before the Lord and say, Lord, you did it for Him. You've got to do it for me. And He will. He will. We don't need these details if we don't have that for that reason. Now watch this. Uh, he said, I will heal thee and on the third day you'll go up to the house of the Lord. Look at this. And I'll add unto thee 15 days. That's a mistake. It's not years. It's this day. No, it was years. This guy was already pushing 70-something. And he gets 15 more. That's like an extra lifespan right there. Fifteen more years. And then also, that wasn't all. I mean, some people think, well, God or your knee will quit hurting and everything's great, and all of a sudden, you know, but sorry, God can't help you here. Uh-uh. And God said, guess what? That army that's rallied up out in the backyard fixing to attack you, don't you worry. I'm going to annihilate them. Whatever else problem you have today, God is, as the Word says, a very present help in time of trouble. Now, let's compare this to this other king over here. Oh, before I go, let's, let's go right back over here one more second. Let's go to the Living Bible. And let's look at this just a moment right here. So Hezekiah became what? Deathly sick. Wow. Set your affairs in order. You're going to die. Oh, no. What does he do? He turns his face to the wall. He says, Lord, remember, I've always tried to do everything I could, you know. And he broke down and cried. Before Isaiah left the courtyard, God spoke to him. Tell the leader of my people, okay, I've heard his prayer. And I'll heal him. And three days from now, he'll get out of bed at the temple. And I'll add 15 years to his life and save this city from the king of Assyria. That was Sennacherib that was knocking on the door. Your other history books will tell you who that guy was. Now, let's go back over here to another fella, and I'll tell you right off, this guy here wound up being a jerk. Now, he started out good. but uh, And I think, if I'm not mistaken, he's grandpa to uh, Hezekiah here. Or great-grandpa. Let's see, we're going to 2 Chronicles. And there's a verse in 2 Chronicles here in this chapter that you have heard probably several times. Uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 16. You ever heard the verse that says, The eyes of the Lord run to and, for, to and fro on the, on the earth? The eyes of the Lord are roaming to and fro on the face of the earth? Okay. <clears throat> here we go. Let's watch what happens here. Asa, okay. Well, let's see what happens here. In the, 16, in the 6th and 30th year, the reign of Asa Baasha, whatever Bob will call him, king of Israel, Came against Judah and built Ramah a city, okay, to the intent that he might let none go out or come into Asa the king of Judah. In other words, this guy was going to kind of blackmail King Asa. Here's the thing that now, Asa, if you read prior to this, Asa and God were just doing some great things. But Asa, you're going to find out the common ingredient is he let go of his faith. He quit trusting in the Lord. It's not that, well, you know, well, the Lord got mad at him. Asa quit trusting the Lord. Watch what he trusts. Asa brought out silver and gold out of the treasury of the house of the Lord. He took money out of the church, whatever, the temple, whatever. They had, I mean, it was gorgeous. Okay. And he sent it to this Ben dude, okay. So in other words, don't attack me if I'll give you some money. So what do you think his problem was? He was too worried that this Ben guy of Syria was stronger than God was. Now, a lot of times we get to thinking that God puts these temptations in our way. No, it's the devil. It's not God. God's not putting you on trial on anything this morning. But nonetheless, don't ever let go of your faith. So anyway, <clears throat> that's what happened. Let me switch this to the Living Bible here just a moment. Let me just read it here just as well. Uh, did I get there? Uh, yeah, Living Bible. Okay, so in the 36th year of Asa's reign, uh, this guy, de- that he declared war on, war on him. Built a fortress. Okay. Asa's response was to take the silver and gold from the temple of the palace and send it to this guy, okay, with a message. Hey, let's let's get together, whatever, You and I'm going to give you this money. Anyway, Asa's request, uh, excuse me, Ben, he, this guy agreed to it, okay, and, his, uh, uh, and mobilized his armies to attack Israel. They destroyed the cities of this and that and whatever and all the supply center. Uh, as soon as uh, King Bashan of Israel heard what was happening, he discontinued building Ramah and gave up his plan to attack Judah. Okay, uh, let me skip down here a little bit. Yeah, here's where this prophet comes up, and he gets, and he's sent by the Lord to tell King Asa, "What'd you give that guy some money for?" He said, "You didn't need to give him any money. God's big enough to help you, but you're trusting in stealing money from the temple of God because God can't help you. God's just not big enough." You know. Now remember, when is this taking place? Is today? Do I really believe God is big enough to help me today? Or do I have all my emergency backup plans because I think, you know, God's not going to help me? Well, that's what was going on. He says, don't you remember what happened to the Ethiopians and the Libyans and their vast army with all their chariots and, but you rely, and excuse me, But you relied then on the Lord. See, there's the time frame. At that time, you trusted the Lord. And all of a sudden today, you're worried that this army's going to get you. Anyway. And He delivered them all into your hand. Now, here's that great verse. For the eyes of the Lord... Oh, this is in the Living Bible. Search back and forth across the whole earth. Of course, this was back then, right? This is not today, is it? No, it's today. The eyes of the Lord right now just looking all over the land, just waiting for Dustin, Aaron, Brittany, me, Bob, Phil, my mom, all of these these young children, just looking, you know. What's He looking for? See if we're keeping His Word? See if we're sinning? No, wait. Looking for people whose hearts are perfect toward Him so that He can show His great power in what? Helping them. What a fool you've been. From now on, you're going to have wars. Well, that's because he wasn't trusting the Lord. He's trusting trying to get the money out of here and, and pay this guy and that guy. Asa was so angry for saying this that they threw him in jail. And then, now he's really out of control. You know what? If you let your worries bother you and you quit trusting the Lord, you're going you're to start treating people bad. You will. It gets worse. Then I tell you right off, Ace is fixing to die in a minute. And it's so plain to see what did it, because it tells you what did it. All right. He started oppressing the people. Well he took the he took the preacher, threw him in jail. Well, how dare you tell me that? Get out of here. Watch what happens. The rest of the biography of Asa is written in the annals of the kings of Israel and Judah. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa became so seriously diseased. Now, I want to stop here. You know, I, in the Baptist church I grew up in, all the churches, were, I never heard these stories. Never! I just heard some of them. You know, of course, I caught on pretty quick as a young, uh, well, actually, by the time I was 20. Uh, and, of course, Mom's here. She's reading after, oh, uh, oh, uh, what's the guy? Oh, Roberts, you know, whatever. I'm I'm hearing some things by then, but we weren't hearing it in our churches. These are things we should have been hearing. What happened? He became seriously diseased in his feet. What? Gout, maybe, or maybe it could be gangrene. Well, it's going to kill him. Watch what happens. But watch the wording. But he didn't go to the Lord with the problem. Well, who knows if God's going to help you or not. Now, is that what he's teaching Who knows? That's not what they're inferring. If you or I or anyone will go to the Lord, He'll hear you. But what had He done? He's already hacked off. He put the prophet in jail and he realized the prophet said, you're not trusting in the Lord to protect Israel. You're trusting in money. Just a few years ago, that vast army that was coming against you, you cried out to the Lord and God delivered you out of that army. So the king throws him in jail. You can't sit here and say, well, you know, and, and, don't, and don't sit here and think today, well, you know, it says here that uh, he didn't go to the Lord with a problem, but to the doctors. See, today, you know, it's not saying don't go to the doctors. And besides that, when you go to the doctor today, most of the time, we're always praying anyway. It should be. Praise the Lord. That's not the issue. You can get the whole thing in, in, in the context and you can get it. What happened? So, he died. I don't know what he did wrong. Yeah, you do. He quit trusting in the Lord. Wow. One last verse. Let's look over here and we'll stop. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Hebrews this time. The book of Hebrews. Let's go over here to uh, chapter 3. Now watch this in Hebrews chapter 3. When's God going to help me? Therefore, dear brothers, whom God set apart for himself, you who are chosen for heaven, well, I don't know if we're going. The Bible doesn't treat you like you don't know if you're going or not. These things have I written that you may know you have eternal life. But you can walk out these doors and feel like, well, I don't know. You, know. you never know. We have whole denominations that believe that. You know, We just wait till we get there and see. Well, I see you didn't make it. <laughs> Ooh. Good news. You never know if you're going to make it. Well, it wouldn't be called the good news. I want you to think of now about this Jesus who is God's messenger and the high priest for our faith. For Jesus was faithful to God who appointed him high priest, just as Moses also faithfully served in God's house. But Jesus uh, has far more glory than Moses, just as a man who builds a fine house gets more uh, praise than his house does. And many, Hebrews chapter 3, and many people can build houses, but only one, but only God made everything. Well, Moses did a fine job working in his house, but he was only a servant. And his work was mostly to illustrate and suggest that those things would happen later on. But Christ, God's faithful son, is in complete charge of God's house. And we Christians are God's house. He lives in us. If we keep up our courage firm to the end and our joy and our trust in the Lord. Now, notice he didn't say if you quit sinning. No, you're going to blow it. And as you read the book of Hebrews, Jesus is our high priest. He knows the the feelings of our infirmities. He knows our mistakes and whatever. He died for our sins. Besides that, in the Old Testament, like I say, it was a Day of Atonement. That wasn't even the Passover. Passover, what does that mean? Passover. What was the problem? There was a death angel killing people and the Passover, what meant? He passed over you. You deserved to die, but He didn't get you. First Corinthians chapter six, Jesus is our Passover. Oh, if we would just learn to believe that. Jesus is our Passover. Okay, literally that means as a result of him, the death angel then has to Yeah, you're getting it. Has to pass over you. It it, it can't get you. Praise the Lord. Anyway. But Christ, God's faithful Son, is in complete charge of God's house. And we Christians are God's house. He lives in us. If we keep up our firm courage to the end, our courage firm to the end, and our joy, and our trust in the Lord. And since Christ is so much superior, the Holy Spirit warns us to listen to Him. Now watch this. Now, these warnings and stuff are from turning from Christ. It's not making a mistake. You can make, you're going to make mistakes. This is to go back and say, I think there's something better than Jesus. And since Christ is so much superior, the Holy Spirit warns us to listen to Him, to be careful to hear His voice, when? Today. See, if God's not going to help me today, why do I need to trust Him? today. But yet we do trust him today. And let not your hearts become set against him as the people of Israel did. They steeled themselves against his love and complained against him in the desert while he was testing them. But God was patient with them for 40 years, though <clears throat> they tried his patience. Remember what they were saying? Let's go back to Egypt. Ah, oh, Surely he kept right on doing his mighty miracles for them. But God says, I was very angry with them for their hearts were always looking somewhere else instead of Up to me. They actually said at Psalm Psalm 72, they said, well, no, Psalm 78. Can God prepare a table out here in the wilderness? Yes, and He did it. You know. God says, I was very angry with them for their hearts were always looking somewhere else instead of up to me. Like King Asa. Well, you know, I I, don't want to talk to God. I'm going to do it my way. You know, whatever. God would have healed his feet. Anyway, then uh, verse 11, then full of his anger against them, he said, "What's this, Uh, bound himself with an oath, saying that he would never uh, let them come to his place of rest. Beware then of your own hearts, dear brothers, lest you find that they too are evil and unbelieving and are leading you away from the living God. See, notice he's not talking about, you know, you make a mistake. This is, I don't want any part with Jesus anymore. I just want to get away from him. Speak to each other about these things every day while there's still time, so that none of you will become hardened against God, being blinded by the glamour of sin. For if we're faithful to the end, trusting God just as we did when we first became first became Christians, He will. Uh, excuse me, we will share in all. Where did I go? Yeah, I lost it there. Well, gee, what did I do? Hit the wrong button there. Oh, in two. Go back to where it was. Hang on a second rude healthy where for that there we go verse 15 but now is the time warning today if you hear God's voice see if, if he if he's he's expecting us to believe him today then we on the same side of that corn we believe that he's going to be there to help us today. One last place. Mm-hmm. What's 13 verse 8 say? Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. When's He going to help me? Right now. He's going to help you right now. He will. You can't lay anything on the table that will say that God will help me You know, a week from now because, you know, I just don't think He's happy with me. That, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. We've all got issues and things that could count as a problem, but guess what? You're forgetting one thing. Jesus is your high priest. He's covered it all for you. The rest of it is just total unbelief. Jesus gave His disciples power and authority to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people, and He didn't pick and choose and go, now wait a minute, God's got something special for you. Hold on a second, got to tell you. Uh, hold on, hold on. Next guy healed. Next guy healed. Next guy healed. Oh, hold on, hold on. That would have shown up in the book of Acts, chapter 28, when Paul was there. He healed the governor's dad of that bloody flux. And then everybody on the island that were sick came. He healed them all. That would have been, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can say, wait a minute, just like Asa did, and create a real bad jam. Or you can be like King Hezekiah, laid out beautifully, and just say, God, you know me. You know all my life. And I ain't ready to get out of here yet. (laughs) I want your help. And what will happen? Same thing Hezekiah did. God will extend your life, or whatever it is you have trouble with, He'll help Father, we thank you. By your stripes we're healed today. Praise God! You're the one that's made it way for that. You bore our sicknesses, carried away our diseases. So many things you told us in your word. Even King Hezekiah there, and King Asa. We've learned that, and others we could name. Same things true financially. Where could we go with that, Lord? You're up there with streets of gold. You didn't leave us down here to be poor. He became rich that he became poor that we might be made rich. Thank you, Lord. You did it. You supply all our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Lord, if it's not finance, if it's not money, it's something else. Just we got issues beyond we could ever imagine, and it's just trying to break our heart. Lord, help us get us out of these jams. And we'll do exactly what David said, Lord. We'll pray, bless the Lord at all times. Your praise continue to be in our mouth, because this poor man cried unto the Lord, and He saved him out of all his troubles, no matter what they are. You'll get us out. And we thank you for it, and that leave anything left up for us to go tell everybody else why we're smiling today. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glory.